0: An official intelligence representative at a high level from the
1: U.S. government is saying publicly to the human race, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone. A lot of the things I was briefed on were were very shocking.
2: Use, want, and destroy. It's John and Lance from the Veritex Community Bank Studios.
3: Anthony is in here, and we were just talking about Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff a little while ago, and I am just disgusted. Disgusted.
1: Here comes a Berkman blast.
3: Who's got a higher, almost 100 points higher? Lance Berkman. About the same amount of RBIs. Lance hit 50 more homers. Better average. Everything about Lance Berkman was better than Scott Rowland. Now, Scott Rowland was a better fielder. Lance Berkman, his wins above replacement apparently was 70. Lance is like 50. But Scott, because Scott Rowland was a really good fielder. But are you kidding me? The offensive stats, Scott Rowland gets into the Hall of Fame. Now, I'm looking at Fred McGriff's, his stats, and they're pretty good. He His OPS is lower than Lance's, but, you know, he had 493 homers he had uh, a crime dog was really good crime dog was good crime dog was good i i see crime dog more than i see roland when when, when you were watching scott roland did you think scott roland was a hall of famer uh
1: no i thought he was a a really good player
3: yeah really good player i'm just disgusted that i mean just disgusted and maybe they'll go back and look at this thing but there's not enough noise out there about this how in the world how in the world does, did he not get a second year of voting? That's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's, it's preposterous. His numbers absolutely demanded more attention.
3: I mean, Edgar Martinez? I mean, honestly, it's, it's just, to me, just a crime. It's a crime. And, oh, by the way, you notice our, our guy. Have you seen Jose Abreu's numbers lately? What about him? yeah yeah i what did i tell you you have it over a seven a 700 ops he's climbing you
1: said 750
3: yeah 750 you know no, what it, he's he got, got a couple a months left
1: 50 he's still in the what mid 600s or low yeah
3: speed? mid
1: 600s you know how high he's gonna you know how he's gonna have to hit to get to 750
3: i'm telling you he's at 648 right now
1: you don't want that
3: i'm telling you Jose you Abreu when it's all said and done. No. Jose Abreu is going to be around 750. And the Astros, okay, the Astros win the division by six? By six games? Or more? Or I'm going to say under over six. What do you got? No,
1: I'll say under that. I'm going to go over. think they win the division. I'm going to say under. I'm seven. going
3: over. Over six. Frank wants to talk about Berkman versus Roland. Frank, what's up?
4: Hey, what's going on, guys? Loyal listener here. Um, so, Let me ask you this. You guys are steadfast on Lance Berkman. I love the Strohs, big Badwell, big BGO guy. Guys nowadays killing it. I was never a big Lance Berkman fan. Could he hit? Yeah, the guy could hit. What was his primary position on defense?
3: He could play anywhere, actually, out in the outfield.
4: He played center field was it ever very good? Was it ever very good? His most memorable catch was on Cowell's Hill when he fell down and caught it, and even he was surprised. Scott Rowland. Was a platinum glove third baseman. I think that that's kind of what no. we're forgetting about that. Fred McGriff was yeah, a, I just, he was a good Scott defender.
3: No, uh, no, I just said that. I, we're not forgetting about it. The reason that Scott Rowland is he was a, a he was a, a plus plus defender, and Lance Berkman wasn't, right. and that's yeah. why his WAR is higher than Lance Berkman's. But his he wasn't
4: and a hitter. A, and that's Lance why Berkman. he's in the Hall of Fame, well, and Lance Berkman is
3: not. Well, he, listen, Lance Berkman is head and shoulders, and well, not maybe not head and shoulders, but he is was a much better hitter than Scott Rowland was. Scott Rowland... Okay,
4: I'll give you that, but think about this how many times in the playoffs, and the only reason I even know this is because we used to be in the same division as the Cardinals, how many times in the playoffs did Scott Rowland come up with clutch hits? Okay, And I'm not saying Lance Berkman didn't, but when you're contributing on both sides of the ball, that plays for a difference. Same thing with Yuli last year when everybody was down on Yuli. Yuli didn't hit all year long. How many big hits did Yuli have in the postseason? In my opinion, those hits are worth 10 times as much, especially when you're contributing on the defensive end. Lance uh, Berkman, if, if if he gets walked, what is he contributing on defense? If he gets walked, how does <muan> he contribute to your team in any way, shape, or form? Because he wasn't good on the bases either. At least Bagwell was a great base runner. Uh, what if Berkman Lance Berkman? No, 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 out. no, 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 no,
3: no, no, no. You're, re, you're remembering incorrectly. Lance Berkman was a very good base and actually stole – some bases as a player. Lance Berkman was not a bad base runner. He was a good base runner. And, oh, by the way,
2: bad. Lance, Berkman was, Lance yeah.
3: Berkman was better in the postseason than he was in the regular season. Lance Berkman hit three seventeen in the postseason, had a four seventeen on base percentage and a five thirty two slugging. He was better okay. in the postseason than he was in the regular season.
4: Okay, so then his hitting in the postseason made up for his lack of defense.
3: It's not, it, there wasn't a lack of defense. He was a a, a decent defender. He wasn't an extraordinary defender. Lance Berkman never hurt you
1: defensively. No, he wasn't a bad first base. He should have never – look, Lance Berkman, like a lot of players, started in the outfield and came to first base. And that first base was his – you know, first base probably would have been his best position. But I think he was an average defensive player and he was a plus-plus offensive player. To have a career on base percentage of over 400 is really, really impressive, and uh, the strikeout to walk number. Now he does. Now I think you make a good point about the defense. And Scott Rowland definitely was a very good corner fielder, and that definitely plays into. Oh yeah, you know it depends on how you value defense when it comes to. Well, Brooks Robinson.
3: Brooks Robinson is in the Hall of Fame because he was the best third baseman ever, right? I mean, it plays. It absolutely plays into it, and plays into your war. And it plays into, yeah, and it, and it plays into how people look. Scott Rowland was a plus-plus defender. Lance Berkman was a good defender, not a great defender, but he was certainly never hurt you, never hurt you defensively. But, I, I, listen, not even – how long does it take guys to get in? It took Scott Rowland for a long time to get in. Finally, they voted him. Finally, vote, vote, Finally, voted him in. I would just like Lance Berkman to have that opportunity. I mean, it's so stupid – so stupid that he doesn't get two years of being voted on. I mean, it's stupid that that he was. I mean, I, it, it, to me, it's not even arguable. Lance Berkman is as good as a bunch of guys, especially guys that are being put in now. That Edgar Martinez gets in, and for, to me, you're a Hall of Famer if you if you're a no brainer. I think that now we're getting to the point where if you're on the ballot for eight, nine, ten years and you're still hovering around there, is that that you're a borderline Hall of Famer. Do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I think so. I
3: think so, too. And you know what? Scott Rowland is at best a borderline Hall of Famer. Billy Wagner, I hope he gets in. He's probably on the cusp of getting in next year. We'll see. Was Billy Wagner a Hall of Fame reliever when he was? he was? He was really, really good, really, really good but the guys that are hall of famers to me are the no brainers as soon as they retire those guys are getting into the hall those are hall of famers and now i think it's i think it's a little watered down but hey baseball is still tougher than basketball if you're a russian if you score 12 points a game in russia you're in a hall of fame in the basketball hall of fame cool. so so and females anyway females anyway they they get into the hall of fame the, it, it, to me are you though Yes, I am.
1: Are you, though? Yes. For people
0: who I'm te- are just joining I'm this. I'm team female athlete, yes. For people who are just joining this, this circus, that is our former intern, Mary, Mary, who called in and questioned John's allyship. I, and when, he, an went, ally- and when he went her. on one of these rants about being an ally, she said,
2: Are you, though?
3: She asked me, Are you? I said, Mary, I'm an ally. To, it was women's college softball we were talking I
1: about. I can tell you, Mariana, my daughter doesn't think you're an ally. I'm
3: an ally? Are you, you kidding me? I not
1: think you're an ally to anything. Are you, though? Yeah, I'm an ally. Yeah. Are you, though? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we haven't heard that sound in a while. <laughs> are you, though? Mar- uh, I met Mary's brother out at the Space Cowboys game on Friday friday he oh, yeah? swore he met me before like he he was with jordan who used to be one of the sales guys here yeah and he said he met me like at west palm when you guys were out oh, for spring man. training and i was like no i've never been to west palm you didn't spring. go you ne- i never went out there for spring training oh okay and i was like so she oh, he, he texted that's Mar- where jordan was yeah but he was with jordan so i'm assuming oh, he, he knew, knew Jordan. Was. yeah so he texted mary that he met me and i texted mary and i go mary um your brother thinks. He's met me before, and I and she goes, yeah. I feel like you would have stood out in West Palm with all those older white gentlemen. I was, I was like,
3: well, probably. Well, apparently, she's not an ally for me. Then. Well,
1: <laughs> she's not
3: older white gentlemen like that.
1: Are you though?
3: Yeah. Are
0: you though, Mary? Mary would like you to talk with Mary. She, are you an ally? Are she, you though? When she found out I was coming back, she said I might listen if they actually talk about women's sports like the World Cup or something. Lance will bet on it. I know Lance is doing that. <laughs> wow. Weren't we just watching Ireland and somebody? Well no, we were watching. You didn't. We didn't mention it. Right, we were watching
3: it.
1: Ireland I, was pretty cute, John. Just that's wait.
0: not what she's looking for. Ireland I know, was pretty but cute. I'm just
1: telling John that. Well, I, I really, I don't let's, care let's about back stuff let's that. Back on, let The
0: game's over. The game's over.
3: Oh, yeah. Is there a replay we can see? I
0: mean, not we nothing. can judge. There isn't. A ho- what, let's. You think there's a a, a supercut of the hot girls who play for the teams? You think you're gonna get that on ESPN Plus? I don't know. Or FX. Fx Would more Stream? guys watch or not? Would more guys watch or not? I just don't think when they're trying to promote the game, that's what they're looking for. I think they should. Okay, that's that's your opinion. I'll it. ask you a question one more time.
2: Are you, though? Yeah, I am.
0: Mm. Ally.
2: Are you, though?
3: 914 ESPN 97.5. Craig the Surf is he, though?
1: Yes, he is an ally for all the car buyers out there. Absolutely. Make sure that you have Craig Surf on your side and you have Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC on your side. Right now, they've got some great deals going on on the Chevy Silverado pickup trucks, low, low finance rates, and 90 days, no payments. And there are dealer incentives as well. So if you're looking for one of the finest pickup trucks on the market, they've got it. But if you're looking for GMC Sierra pickup truck, which is another of the finest trucks on the market. They've got that as well with the cool Echo Tech engine. You know, you want V you want the V8 power, but you want a truck that has not just the carrying space, but you want some you want a truck that has the great interior, right? And the features on the exterior that you are looking for. And that's what Gulf Coast, Chevy, Buick, GMC will do for you. They will find all the features you're looking for. for. They'll get you great prices. When they can get you no payments for 90 days, they get that for you as well, if that's something you're interested in. And, you know, they go the extra mile. If it means coming to pick up your uh, trade-in value vehicle and, and delivering your pickup truck to you, they'll do that for you. That's how they roll out in Angleton. Gulf Coast, Chevy, Buick, GMC, they are absolutely a standout Uh, car dealership when it comes to great customer satisfaction it's out there 42 minutes from downtown and it's well worth the drive it's gulf coast chevy buick gmc go to lantzcars.com to start the car buying experience today
2: espn 97.5 on twitch i don't get it
1: there are things in
0: this world that we will never fully understand understand
2: I'm going to make this fast because John has a tea time and Lance has more NFL work to do. Live from the Veritex Community Bank studios, it's The Trench. Get in the Trench.
5: Yeah, so tomorrow we're going to uh, give a clear evaluation as to if he's going to be ready to go or not. It looks very promising that uh, both guys can actually be in the lineup. Uh, but we'll make that decision tomorrow. Uh, but it looks very promising. Uh, so I'm excited about that.
3: Jordan
2: just
5: take a look at them and could be in the lineup, both of them. Yeah, so they'll come in, they'll, you know, get their work in and depending on how they feel tomorrow, they'll get penciled into the lineup. So it's, it's, it's actually a good thing. It feels like a part of a trade because these guys have been out for so much of the season that feel like, it feels like we're acquiring two new players. That's
3: Dana Brown talking about Jordan and El Tuve. They'll find out today whether or not both will be in the lineup. Hopefully, hopefully that will be the case. He went on to talk about, okay, so we're five days away, Lance. And, okay, if you had your druthers, you had your druthers, bat, starter, reliever, what order would they come in as far as a trade goes? He's gone. There he is. I hear him. Mm. Hello. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Just had a little
1: yeah little issue with the uh, internet here.
3: Oh, okay. Bat starter reliever. What order do you want? Dana Brown to look for a player.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go realistically reliever starter bat.
3: I'm going starter reliever bat. I think with the with the, with these two coming back, which the emergence of Chaz, Abreu turning it around, Bregman, you know, is going to be Bregman. You're going to have to deal with Pena. You're going to have to deal with Maldonado. But I think this lineup is, if you start Yiner, this lineup is as form- formidable as any lineup in baseball when you got everybody back. And then Michael Brantley, we'll see. He went on to talk about, though, what he's doing, as far as as a trade goes here's Dana Brown talking about trade possibilities
5: uh, i mean if we have to we will we won't do anything without talking to with dusty and knowing how that may impact his flexibility on the roster you know the 26 man okay um, hold on but, pause uh, he is
3: it. he's talking about possibly trading a major leaguer a guy a guy in the majors so mm. But start can you can you start it again or is that impossible with our equipment? Okay, here he's talking about w- w- would you trade one of your current major leaguers?
5: Uh, I mean, if we have to, we will. We won't do anything without talking to Dusty and knowing how that may impact his flexibility on the roster. You know, the twenty-six man. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know. Um, it could happen. I don't want to say it can't happen, but it could. But nothing will be done without Dusty's input uh, because Dusty's running his team day to day and he's been doing a good job.
3: Okay. He, didn't, he said a good job. He didn't say a great
0: job. He said a good job. Do you even think Dusty's doing a good job? I, I don't want to. That's I, a no. Okay. Plan say yes or
3: no.
1: I think Dusty's doing a great job. Oh, look at great that. Job. What a – Okay. Did you get
0: a pizza from the Astros?
1: <laughs> get- no, I don't think I've gotten anything from the Astros. All right, Here, I don't even get a, I don't here's, even get a media, here's Lance watching
3: here's Astros. Lance watching the game last night. Here he is watching Maldonado hit 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 a, du- a homer and a double.
1: Yeah, because I'm not anti-Maldonado like you.
3: No, I'm not anti-Maldonado. I'm pro yiner Okay. You're more
1: anti-Maldonado, anti-Dusty anti Baker.
3: I'm not anti-Dusty Baker. Pro.
1: Who do you want to take over? For? Just tell us who you want. To I want Maldonado to be team. the new.
3: I want Maldonado to be the next manager.
1: Yeah, I'd like that. That would be cool. I'd like that. I like Maldi. Like yeah, that. I, think I do, too.
3: And Maldi's great. And, 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 you know what? Maldi should. And this year, Maldi should be. A 160 hitter, he should be managing the team. Instead. I want to
1: ask you what you will do today if, when Jordan and and Tuve make it back, if they <laughs> if they send Yiner Diaz down <laughs> and bring up Corey Lee and like we need Yiner to get get at bats. Mm-hmm. He just you know he needs to. We don't want him on the bench over there. He doesn't have to be on the bench. He can get at bats in a major league. Mm-hmm. We're gonna send him to down. We want him. You know to continue to develop.
3: Yeah, no, uh, no. If if they sent Yonder down, my head would explode. Okay, I know. No, they, well, there's, everybody there is zero head would chance explode. that he gets sent down.
1: Okay, no. Okay, no. who?
3: Okay, Hensley got it right. Hensley's. Not yeah,
1: him game. and Kinsinger or whatever, they're got to go.
3: Yeah, Kessinger. I mean, yeah, whoever Kessinger. Okay.
4: Get him out of here.
3: Yeah, no, they
1: they got to go. Who would be next
3: on the list to go for you?
1: Well, when a pitcher comes,
3: no. When a an, uh, if if Brantley comes,
1: well, that's tricky. Um, I guess Jolks. I mean, I wouldn't want Jolks to leave. It'd be Jake. It'd be Jake.
3: Jake. Jake's yeah. next on the list. Yeah, Jake. You just because listen I, I, with Poor Dubon Maldonado. with Dubon not getting you know having regular at bats now. He's going to have to fill in. at short. He's going to have to fill in at second. And who knows? He's now he may, misdias. with the way Pena, with with the way Peña's is hitting, he may be playing more and more. He can play left field. Uh, Dubon can. He can play center field. Uh, so put McCormick in left. Whatever the case may be. But there's not. There's just not room to get Jake any at bats anymore. There's just not. Yeah.
1: No. And and anyway, I mean, right? Dubon is your new Alled Mustiás. So he's your utility yeah. man. He's not, he's obviously not going anywhere. It really turns into jokes versus Jake, I think. And, uh, if that's the case, then it's going to be, you know, then Salazar's not up, is he? No. Okay. Then it's jokes versus Jake. And honestly, I mean, I would rather have jokes, jokes, just more consistent. Now, what would Dusty do or what would Dusty? I think it'd be Jake too. Do you think how much of this is – it sounds like Dana Brown is based – I. it sounds like Dusty's got some veto power here. While it's not going to be called veto power, it just sounds like they are allowing Dusty to have a big hand in what's going to happen. Which I think place. is a
3: mistake because he talks about it here. He He's talking about it here. He says, listen – uh, we we don't want to just get a rental. We would like to get a guy. If we're going to acquire a starter, we want a guy who's got more years left. Oh, you're going to love this one. Here's what he said about that. He says, uh, so adding a starter has been a, start, a stated goal. Um, they, that, and here's the thing is they would like a guy who has multiple years because it doesn't look like either Garcia or Lance McCullers are going to be able to start. Next season, they won't be around for the start of next season.
1: Hold on a second. What? <laughs> no,
3: yeah, that's what he said yesterday.
1: Yes. Luis Garcia can't even come back? Uh, Wait, how well, is Lance McCullers not back?
3: That's that's my point. That's the point right here.
1: Well, be, he's So there's got to be a surgery coming in. No,
3: I... I don't know. He, he what do you mean no? Asked if the Astros would prefer to add a starter with team control beyond this season, especially with Garcia and McCullers potentially sidelined into the next season. Brown said that would be great, but such a pitcher is not always available and you may have to deal with a rental. Oh,
1: man. Uh-oh. Uh... <laughs> is that you, you know, hitting I... stuff out of frustration? What's no, going on? They're, they're working on it. <laughs> No, they're working. It sounded on.
3: like a train I, was starting. I don't know and if you can hear. Yeah, volcano. they're working on.
1: They're tearing up my bathroom. I'm getting my bathroom is has to. We have to redo the bathroom. So, because um, my wife said. So um, <laughs> that's explanation enough. <laughs> that's the bathroom is being redone, so they're tearing stuff out right now. Because my I, wife said. And I was like, uh, "Well, I could go into work and risk it." I should risk it for the biscuit, but I know John would complain no, if he happened to you get here. COVID, which is going around right now. You blame it on me.
3: It's what, we don't need you. We don't need you here. We don't need your disease riddled body here.
1: Okay. It's not disease riddled. I'm fine. Well, I'm literally fine.
0: You're riddled with COVID at least.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. not riddled with anything. I'm yeah. feeling great. Yeah, yeah.
0: no. What you? I you've, beat it. I already defeated it nah. again. What you're projecting on the air is one thing, but in those breaks when I have you in queue, you're still hacking up stuff.
3: So I'm I can feel Crawford this of, From when you were here the other day, I could feel this stuff crawling over to my. De- I'm the Terrence across Crawford the of. I'm the
1: Terrence Crawford of COVID beating. What? What? I'm the Errol Spence of COVID beating. You're the and Lance McCullers of. Getting no, COVID. no, don't <laughs> yeah. say that. Yeah, no, no, no. You you it's are bad get... there right now you could call me the Lance McCullers or Michael Brantley or Luis Garcia or Jordan mm. Alvarez. On Monday,
0: it sounded like you were gonna get buried in the H. Yeah,
1: yeah, Monday. Well you should have heard Friday. I was literally dying in the H.
3: Yeah, and you were here.
1: No, I wasn't. It was that at was home. Thursday. Oh,
3: yeah, Thursday you were here. Yeah, Thursday,
1: that was... after one hour on the show, I'm like, oh, honey, not so good. So
0: I assumed my mother sent me a text to sanitize because of John. That must yeah, have been because she heard you on the air on Thursday. Well,
1: she probably wow. told you to sanitize because of John anyway. She no, sent but... me
0: a text on Thursday, one word, sanitize. And I just assumed it was because of you. No, she it was She must have heard Lance on the air. Yeah, like, and he said he was sick. Oh, it was because of Lance.
3: Yeah, and you use the same microphone. No, I,
0: I use yours. You're a disgusting individual, sir. <laughs> All
3: right, when we come back, AFC South. Biggest surprises, hottest seat, and more right here on ESPN 97.5 and
2: 92.5. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline.
0: You are back with those two, but I'm going to give you a chance to win something. Caller 5 at 940. That's 940, not now, 940. Caller 5 at 940 to 713-780-3776. Wins four tickets to the granddaddy of all hunting shows on August 4th through the 6th at NRG Center. Scope out hunting seminars, all the latest hunting equipment on hand, ATVs, and for the little hunters, games, snakes, live alligators, and more. Fun for the entire family at the original Texas Hunting Show, the 47th annual Hunters uh, Extravaganza. Excuse me. For details, go to Hunter'sExtravaganza.com. That's caller five at nine forty.
3: All right. Um. So, who is this NFL Yard Barker? Put out the put out each each division's training camp watch, biggest surprise, hottest seat, and more. Of each, each division, AFC South. The biggest surprise will be, in your opinion, who will be a breakout? Who will be a surprise that will they will have a Ooh. an extraordinary season?
1: Extraordinary, huh?
3: Well, yeah they'll they'll be yeah they'll be a biggest, maybe uh, the biggest Traylon surprise. Burks. Do you think he'll take a huge step?
1: Yeah, I think Traylon Burks is because of D
3: Hop being there. Because
1: he's because Traylon Burks is really talented.
3: But doesn't doesn't D Hop take catches away from him?
1: He might, but I think I think what you're gonna find is Traylon Burks is a guy who is big, really good after the catch, has great hands just like D Hop and ball skills. I think Traylon Burks is gonna put it all on display. He got off to a bumpy start last year in camp, wasn't in proper shape. I think you're going to see the talent of Traylon Burke shine this year. I think D-Hop is kind of an overrated. I think it's. I think he's an overrated name.
3: Okay. Well, now he's got, Ryan Tannehill's got to get him the ball, and they say Ryan Tannehill is on the hottest seat in the division. Which, okay, yeah, because Anthony Richardson's a rookie, so it's, it's always quarterbacks, right? That always are on gonna the be hot quarterback. They're always They're going to be a hot seat, right? And so, yep, yeah, I can see that because he's listen. Well, they they have already reached a couple of times with with Lewis and and Levis and and uh, and Willis. So, I mean, and who knows? I don't they, think
1: it's a hot seat. Do you like? He's he's not. Is it a hot seat when you know that this is going to be your last year? Uh,
3: unless they are really good this year, which you know what they've come out of nowhere and been the number one seed. You don't know. I mean, we'll see. They, I, I, they may they may be a surprising thing. Mike Frapple's a yeah, good but coach. Yeah, is
1: his contract up this year? Uh,
3: yeah. Well, but that but he's going to be. A new deal? But listen, who's going to give him a new deal too? If he plays like crap this year, he may be done as a starter in the NFL. So that's a hot know yeah, he'll,
1: he'll be Marcus Mariota all over. Again.
3: Yeah. Uh right. I mean, that, who wants to be? Do you want to be Marcus Mariota?
1: No. Yes. Things? Well, now, a backup who makes millions. Absolutely, that's my dream. Yeah. Actually, my dream is third quarterback who makes millions. But
3: and you know what? That may be his. And if he doesn't play well, that may be his lot in life after this. No quarterback wants to be that, though. You may you you may want to be that, but no quarterback wants to be Marcus Mariota. They want Case, to start.
1: Do you think Case Keenum wants to be Marcus Mariota? I right
3: talked now? to Case Keenum last week, as a matter of fact, and Case okay. Keenum would like to play. He absolutely wants to play.
1: Okay. But no. do you think he minds being Marcus Mariota, or do you think he wants to be oh, no, out of no, football?
3: No. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. Listen. He hasn't. He said, "I haven't been hit in a few years." So,
1: actually, what am I talking about? Marcus Mariota is being like Case Keenum. Yeah. What right. are we talking about? Marcus Mariota. Case Keenum is the one who's been around. Like Case Keenum has done more than Marcus Mariota.
3: Oh yeah, much more. Yeah, much more. Uh, the biggest surprise will be, according to to the according to Michael Gallagher. The biggest surprise will be Tank Dell. He and Stroud already have developed a strong chemistry during the offseason. And listen, there's something that's going underrated here, and it's under-talked about. The 23-year-old rookie, back-to-back 90 or more receptions, 1,300 or more receiving yards, and 12 or more touchdowns his past two years. When you have numbers like that in college, you're usually a good pro. Now, because of his stature, his slight of body, there is so much talk. You know, uh, there's so much about Tank Dell that you're 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 leery about. But when you put up the stats that Tank Dell did in college, you go look at those guys. They are generally good pros, and if not in in, in some instances, great pros.
1: So I'm going to tell you something that strange that happened around. I'd bring up Tank Dell. Because after I watched his tape, I'm like, holy crap. I gave him, I, I gave him a high second-round grade. I knew he wouldn't go there. Uh, but then I, you know, I lowered him a little bit, but I still put a second-round grade on him. Because Tank is just, he's just not guardable. He's not guardable on tape. He's too quick. He's too explosive out of his breaks. And they're going to have a hard time guarding him in the pros. The only thing he can knock you – know, his one concern is going to be, can he stay healthy because of size. But it's funny. When I would bring him up to NFL teams like at the Senior Bowl, I bring up to people on different teams uh, and they'd say, yeah, you know, but then they bring up his size, there'd be some concern. And it was almost like you could tell that maybe they hadn't done a lot of work on him yet, but, but they were just going off the size. But because, you know, he immediately was flashing the senior ball immediately. And then he didn't run as fast. People were expecting him to run into four threes at the combine and he didn't do it, which is why he didn't go in the second round. He actually ran, uh, I think it was a high 4-4. It was not as fast as – and yet when you watch him on the field, he's plenty fast, so I'm not worried about that. But what was funny is the last, like, two to three weeks of the draft, I must have talked to four different people on four different teams that brought up Tank Dell. Like, we go go through wide receivers, and they, they'd almost like, the guy that's really good on tape is Tank Dell. Like, they all – it was like they – I think what was happening was the coaches, once you get the coaches involved in the process, which is gonna be over the last, you know, six weeks, mm-hmm. and you start stacking you start stacking your board up during that time, I think they were watching more tape, watching together, and all of a sudden they were putting more time and effort into this even even though he's a smaller receiver. And I think the reality of the film started to sink in for a lot of teams, like, holy crap, this guy, it's hard to find a weakness. Now his hands sometime were a little spotty at times last year especially early on I don't know anybody in college football that was better around the boundaries and the end zone dropping their feet inbounds knowing where they were on the field than Tank Dell it was incredible so I think Tank Dell for me Mechie's gonna have to work his ass off this year because I think Tank Dell hits the ground running quickly
3: that's uh, that will be awesome if that is the case what a what a pick that'll be for Casario, especially after, you know, some of the higher picks have not panned out so far. The most surprising cut they have in the AFC South, Jerry Hughes, defensive end Houston Texans. He had nine sacks last season, led the team, um, but he's obviously an older player. Would How Willis
1: get... be a bigger surprise? <laughs> I-, I would be if you draft if you cut him after a year.
3: Oh, maybe. M- M- well, I don't know. Is that going to be su- that surprising after you just drafted Will Levis?
1: Yeah, it should still be. You just drafted him in the third round. He was <sighs> popping in on the first round of mock drafts up to the very end, and now he'd be cut after his after his first year? Yeah. I-, I, would, I mean, well, it should be surprising to see a quarterback drafted after one year cut. It should be a bigger surprise than Jerry Hughes, an aging outside linebacker.
3: Yeah. Well, the guy who led you in
1: sacks last year. Well, well how much was that? Nine. That's pretty good. But Hughes ended up with nine? Yeah. Yeah. God, I should have watched some Texans football last year. I bet it was
3: fun. Mm-hmm. You missed it. You missed, missed it. Good, You missed a good missed season. A good yeah. yeah, it wasn't a great season. I but, had
1: it on. I mean, it, it was on the screen.
3: But they've got Jacob Martin back, Damone Harris, Jonathan Grenard, Dylan Horton, Will
1: Anderson, I mean, is there room for him? Not a lot of room because Dylan Horton, and now there's different types of positions. You know, he's going to be more of the, his position is going to be more behind Will Anderson. And so, you know, depending on how they, because Horton's more of a more physical player at the point of attack. So, um, yeah, I could see him. I could see him getting cut because Grenard's probably not getting cut. Dylan Horton's not getting cut. Will Anderson's not getting cut. Who was the other player? You threw another one in there.
3: Dylan Horton. Oh, uh, oh Jacob, Jacob Martin. Martin.
1: Jacob Martin is a great special teams yeah. player as well uh, and a true kind of stand-up outside linebacker. So, ah, yeah, I could see Hughes, but I don't know. I could also see, you know, maybe Jonathan Grenard would
5: get no. cut.
3: Um,
1: I mean, he's had some injuries. No,
3: no, you need Jonathan. No. Well, he is – he is not. Well,
1: gonna. you can keep five. You can keep five yeah. if you wanted. If Jacob Martin is a team's guy,
3: yeah, we'll see if. Yeah, I think Jacob Martin is probably a guy because now he's a he's a bit of a journeyman. And, but but Jacob Martin, I mean, we we saw
1: Jerry still played okay. He played okay last year. Yeah, no, he did. He did. He's just a little bit older. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you see that uh, Nick Bosa is not going to go to camp?
5: San uh,
1: Francisco Forty Nine er Edge, he's not going to camp. This is really turning into an, an issue. I remember when it kind of went away. Remember, John, we used to have, when I was not not even, yeah, when I was growing up, when I was in high school, I remember it was always, it was about holdouts, camp holdouts, mm-hmm. camp holdouts. Could you get rookie deals done? Because they weren't slotted. And so, you know, what, was, what were the deals going to look like? And you'd have holdouts in camp. And then it just kind of went away. The slotting took care of a lot of stuff and the salary stuff. But now... Now that the numbers are sh- like guys who are on first contracts, they don't like when they don't have a, uh, like Bosa, you know, that was 19. So nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two. 21, 22. Yeah. This is his fifth year. He wants, he's not going to show up until he gets his, he wants his fifth year. He wants not just a fifth year deal paid, obviously, which is going to happen. He wants to go into this season knowing exactly how much he's going to make. And I, I don't blame him. He is the anchor of that team. But Lewis Reddick had something. You know, Ryan Clark was busy telling everyone no one should ever go into your job or do your contract at all. Like, that doesn't matter. And Lewis Reddick said, Yeah, he said, you know, he deserves all the money he's going to get. He said, If you're with the team, you kind of would love to pull him aside and say, Hey, big dog, you're getting taken care of, but how mm-hmm. about leaving a little something so we can keep this thing going? Right. <laughs> and that's. Now that Nick Bosa is going to get paid like a Manning, like Peyton Manning would have, that's a that's a weird concern. See, that's something the Texans will not have to worry about for a long time. No, Nobody on defense that's going to get paid like that. The closest you yeah. have is Laramie Tunsil.
3: Right. Well, hopefully Will Anderson will be a guy that gets paid like that, but that'll be hopefully five C. years. Hopefully
1: C.J. Stroud will be.
3: Yeah, C.J. Stroud. Those guys are in five years. So, yeah, right. not anytime soon. We got to break it? we got News of the Weird coming your way next right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Don't go anywhere.
2: Time now for News of the Weird with John and Lance. Weird. weird. John and Lance Weird. News of the Weird.
3: News. news. Got a couple of heat stories for you today, Lance. It's so hot in Arizona, doctors are treating a spike of patients who were burned by falling on the ground. They are receiving... Multiple degree burns just by touching the ground in Arizona. Lance, <laughs> do you feel like you should never, ever go to Arizona because of how often you fall down?
1: No, I feel like I shouldn't go there because I might burn to death.
3: That's You would burn to death. You would burn to death. You fall and you can't get up because you, you don't have that, that alarm thing on your chest. If you fall and you can't get up, you will burn to death. (laughs)
1: Dell, that alarm thing on my chest. Yeah, you don't have life alert. Life alert. What is he talking about?
0: Life alert. He thinks you need life alert. Uh, Help! Help! That commercial, he thinks you need that. Yeah. Don't need life
3: alert. A Texas worker accused of being on drugs was actually dying of heat stroke. Oh. Yep. This this actually happened in San Antonio, Texas, where you could get a tick. And guess what happened? You could be you could die from
1: lose all your limbs, all your limbs
3: because a flea bit you in San Antonio.
1: Stroke is not no no the
3: weird, but yeah, that's terrible. Oh, in case you missed it, Lance Brits are skipping soap right now to save money. They have turned to a surprising pinch, a penny pinching move. During this ongoing cost of living Limit. crisis, apparently Limit. soap sales are way down in Britain. Do you feel like you should stop washing up if you don't have enough money?
1: No soap. So that's the expense you're going to cut. You'll keep firing down pints, at yeah, the, at the local pub. But you won't. You won't. But the but the soap is too expensive. Yeah,
3: right. Right. Exactly. A
1: bar of a ninety nine cent or quid or ninety nine quids or whatever your pennies or whatever your can I, ask, can I ask are? you two
0: something because in some ways you're very different from me and in other ways maybe not so much. I think this is a cultural thing. Do you guys wash your legs? Yes. Like purposely. You don't just let water run down. You actually get there. with yeah, soap. Do you wash your legs, Lance? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Why? Well, are you going to try to say white people are dirty? No,
0: I'm not. Tr- That's why I asked because I've heard this conversation where there's like a distinct line in the sand where some people. They don't wash their legs? The whites. Don't wash their
1: legs.
0: (laughs) I I can tell you this I don't oil up after. Well, I lotion up. Some people use. Different types of I don't uh, do moisturizer.
1: Either. Now there've been, t- there, but there've I'm been an oily Italian. I'm a greasy. Italian. No, stop saying that. Wa- actually. There's been times where I haven't washed my legs. I
3: never ever lotion up, and it... I'm still greasy. Do you, do ma- you use
1: washcloths, Sean? Use a washcloth. I do though. not use wash Do you make it I a, use hands. I do you use hands. a pra-
0: hands. Do you make it a practice of not washing your legs, Lance? Is it a no, normal do thing you wash for your you? Feet. I wash my feet. I wash my feet and my legs.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's that one's a that one's a hit or miss. You
0: just let the water run down, right?
1: if you stay in the water long
0: enough, you're good. <laughs> That's a thought. That's a thought. That's the le- the, the, you don't scrub your legs. You just let the water run down, and no. th- they'll get clean that way. No, you wash your
3: legs. You wash your legs, please. Speaking of Britain, okay, a British Air- Airways flight, 252, going from Provinciales in the Turks and Caicos, Providenciales to Turks and Caicos to London, a 12-and-a-half-hour flight. Oh, they don't have any food. They the catering on the flight apparently wasn't refrigerated correctly so they stopped in the Bahamas and they picked up a few buckets of chicken for the passengers. What? A 12 and a half hour flight and they got a leg a chicken leg from Kentucky fried I'm chicken. Is starving. that enough, Dell? We'll
1: stop. Is that How fine? How much Is... longer till we get there? We'll stop in Bahamas.
0: Will land? What if that's what is that? What if that's the end plot of hijack where they land <laughs> and they get a bucket of chicken? But they only want to land in London for fish and chips, and then, and then they let everyone off the plane.
3: <laughs> Are you kidding me? They got a chicken, and they had to split it up,
0: and what people got like one leg. To be fair, I mean, sure you would want more, but it's hey. probably a better meal than what they're actually going to get Can served. Can I
3: get? Oh yeah. Can I get a bread? Can I get a
0: biscuit? Can I get, some sides? No, boy, Can sir. I get some mashed potatoes, sir? Uh, um, set of that ham sandwich, they're going to get, give me a two-piece. I don't even need a spork. <laughs> no, And a, maybe a napkin.
3: Oh, my gosh. What a terrible, oh, British Airways is catching it over that. We are done. Paul is next right here in, in on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, buddy.
2: ESPN, 97.5.com. Fighter of the Night, man. You're a master of karate and friendship for everyone. Say man. As-